see what we're doing here. We live? All right, let's see what we got going on here, guys. See if I can pull something up right now. Getting ready to do some stuff. There we go. All right. Let's see what we got going on here. I'm trying to actually watch myself live because I want to actually stick with something that we got going on here. Give me a quick second. We're going to be talking about Jerome Powell today. And I don't know if you guys can see me, so we're going to do this real quick. We're going to click over into here in the chat box. All right. All right, cool. You guys can see me. All right, let me do this real quick. I'm just waiting for a few people to jump on. So give me a quick sec. Let's see here. Having a little technical difficulties. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll give you a, a topic. Jerome Powell and how he wants to crash the economy. Let's see here. Library. You know, it's pretty bad when you can't pull up your own videos. I'm not going to lie. Stand by. Stand by. Can anybody find me live right now? So unprofessional. I cannot believe this is happening. Also, there's like a praying mantis on my, my green screen. It's freaking me out. All right, guys, we're going to talk about Jerome Powell. So, you know, I've, I've talked about this and uh, Jerome's starting to send this. I think he wants to go full send. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. Volume's down, right? I want the volume off. So there's no reverb. Thank you. My awesome son is helping dad out because I am techno technologically challenged. So Jerome Powell wants to go full send on this thing. And I think it's actually pretty interesting because uh, there's a lot of threats going on. Now, I did a video with a CEO that just recently talked about. Let me do this real quick. Let me get this volume thing taken off. There we go. That's better. We talked about this. All right, we're going to start over. Gosh, the economic ninja needs some coffee, guys. There's a lot of threats. The economy is in some serious issues right now. They talked about wanting to taper. They said they're going to taper. They pulled back their uh, bond purchases. And you know what? Let me do something. My, my phone is... Hey, please come here. Turn off the volume. I don't know how to use your phone. I'm not an iPad, iPhone guy. I'm an Android guy. Now I'm hearing myself talk. <laughs> uh, I should. I couldn't. I was trying to get all this stuff set up. I just saw this news story and I thought it was so huge. I wanted to uh, talk about it. There we go. Now it's off. All right, let's do this. There's a lot of threats right now. Uh, inflation is uh, rearing its ugly head. Uh, what was it? November's numbers came out around what? 6.8% inflation. Uh, the worst inflation we had seen since the early 80s, right? And I've been talking about how I believe it's going to get worse. Now, uh, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes. You see, old Powell understands that it's going to get worse. They are already seeing the numbers coming out for December. And so what do they want to do? They want to get the economy back on track as far as the fear trade being pulled out. And they want to reassure people that they're going to raise rates and they're going to get more aggressive. So if you see right here, Powell says economy no longer needs aggressive stimulus. Now, this is jaw jacking because I guarantee you this is 
more of a threat because this is going to, in my non-professional opinion, just a dude with a bro hawk and a dream, going to cause the economy to come spiraling down because we have so much debt in this country that we can't raise rates. I don't think we could even see a federal funds rate at 1% and actually be able to hold on to many companies or government, the government paying its debt. Um, quite frankly, this has just gotten so bad, it's absolutely bonkers. She says right now, Jerome Powell called high inflation a severe threat to a full economic recovery and said Tuesday the central bank was preparing to raise interest rates because the economy no longer needed emergency support. It's really cool. I, I think he's probably one of the most overpaid people in the country right now because a bunch of YouTubers could have told him that. Uh, it's funny that I've talked about this before. The Federal Reserve is always going to be reactionary. They're not going to be proactive. And the reason why is because they don't want to get blamed for anything that goes wrong. And the truth is, right now, we're looking at a moment in time where the world is absolutely and utterly in trouble. We cannot pay our debts. We need to survive on 0% interest rates or darn near 0%, depending on where you are. And even some rates, if you look at it, when you include fees, are negative rates. We are in serious trouble. And so what is happening right now is this is a lot of right now he's trying to bring support to people that want to get out of the dollar and what right now is going to bring value to that currency is raising rates now i want to talk about something an interview that i just did and i put the link uh in the description below and that is this uh rmb to dollar trade and i think it's very interesting it's the first time i heard about it it's a ceo of a mining company but what's really interesting about this ceo he lives in Hong Kong. He's dealing with uh, uh, people from Hong Kong and China all the time because they're investing in his mining company. And what he said is he said what he believes is happening is he's all first off during all of this thing that happened two years ago, right? The economy stalled. Why would they allow the RMB to appreciate this much for this long? Now, you think about it. China has been, you know, at least... Uh, you know, in 2016, or from like 2016 to 2000 and uh, what, 21, no, 20, 20, 2020, you heard a lot about complaining about China devaluing its currency, right? And that was because they wanted to keep their exports strong. You know, if they have a weaker uh, currency, more people will buy their things because they're, they're less expensive. This happens all the time, all over the world. But what's interesting is why now, why would they allow this to run up you would think at this day and age they would want to keep it weak to encourage uh countries to buy more of their goods now if you look at this date now this is a really interesting thing so september 1st of 2019 this is when i said our economy was full-blown we're in trouble head for the hills because the interbank lending rate had spiked blanking out on the number i want to say 12 and a half percent that was massive to give you an idea how massive that was uh now, again, no notes, I haven't looked this up, but I believe 9-11, uh, uh, the rate had spiked to 6%, and during the Lehman crisis, it had spiked to 6.5%. Now, that's the, the interest rate where banks borrow from each other overnight. Now, it's never that high. Usually, it sits really low, uh, you know, a few points above uh, prime, and what happens is, as banks, uh, every day, they do their general accounting of how many deposits they took in as opposed to how much they bought, lent out, they need to keep certain amount of reserves in their bank. 
And so what happens is they turn around and uh, in the middle of the night, if they are not meeting their reserve ratio requirements, they need to go and borrow money from another bank. Well, that uh, rate is decided upon the, really upon the market, you know, what banks are willing to uh, loan money out for, and that's called the interbank lending rate. And it's actually a ratio that not many people know can uh, they can use to uh, judge the health of an economy. So between August and September, I was watching this and I'm going, oh man, we've got some serious problems with this lending rate. Well, ironically, about, you know, as this thing spiked to 12% and the, the repo window was open because the Federal Reserve had to step in because this was getting ugly and it was making headlines. And so the Federal Reserve had opened up the repo window and I'm like, man, that hasn't been open in a long time. And they had to start flushing these banks with cash, liquidity, sorry, to be able to, to stem the tide, right? To be able to hold back the tide because people were starting to ask questions. I was going, it's time to run for the hills. This is it. And ironically, about four weeks later, something happened. Something happened that changed the world for the next two years or where we're at now. Let's put it that way. Because it actually didn't come out in public eye until the spring of 2020, but it actually happened in October of 19. You can tell that I'm trying to be uh, quiet. Guys, do me a favor too, if you don't mind, hit the thumbs up while you're in here and uh, and throw in a hashtag Ninja Nation so we can get this out to people. Thank you. Um, so that was right here. That's when that interbank lending rate hit that bottom or that spike, sorry, and everything was going bad. Then it started to trail up into January, but then we saw this, this drop right here. And this was pretty darn close to when everything was hitting the fan. Wouldn't you agree? But for that entire time, it is appreciated. So this mining CEO, and again, the link is in the description to this interview I just did. I put it out a few hours ago. It's very interesting because he he is looking at this from a totally different lens, and I never heard anyone talk about this. He's all, I believe, China is finally allowing uh, the export to ex they're exporting uh, their inflation. So now they're allowing their RMB to increase in value, which means uh, it becomes more valuable in a trade situation and they can actually export inflation now to us. Now, nobody is talking about this and I find it very, very interesting. So if you wanna check that interview out, check that out. Um, but what also blows me away is this gentleman literally is down there in Asia right now, in Hong Kong, has Chinese investors like crazy investing in his company, but his company is actually in Mexico. They're actually mining in Mexico. So he's pretty tied in between him and another partner that own a couple of mining operations. And just so you guys know, I don't own either of these companies. Um, I think it's actually really darn interesting. So going back to this, we're going to jump back over here real quick. We'll say a couple things. So it's it's pretty laughable watching this stuff. Mr. Powell said he's optimistic that supply chain bottlenecks would ease this year to help bring down inflation as the Fed takes its foot off the gas pedal. Oh, good good news. This supply chain is causing inflation. It's not the trillions of dollars you printed. It's the supply chain. See? They're reactionary. They want to they want to point fingers. Not not us. Uh, but he told lawmakers in his Senate confirmation hearing that if inflation stayed elevated, the Fed would be ready to step on the brakes. If we have to raise interest rates more over time, we will, he said. Well, that's awesome, Mr. Powell. Solid work. So we haven't seen this type of inflation since you've been in office and you're uh, the, the last two before you. But, you know, good job. You're standing at the helm ready to do something. It's really cool that somebody's standing by. Stand by. <coughs> no, I didn't plan that one. It's really cool. Like you're just sitting by, standing by to standing by. You ever work for the military? You know what that means. And 
my point being is that it's really super cool that we have these super smart people that go to these really big colleges and they get paid lots of money to speak and they're always wrong. It's weird. But no, they're not always wrong. You wanna know why? It's because as they're printing all that money, a bunch of it goes to them and their buddies and they go buy everybody's stuff. And that's what we're trying to stop here at Ninja Nation. We wanna equip people with the knowledge and understanding of how these markets work. Just a really big framework. You don't have to be super smart, cause I'm not. Maybe you shouldn't be watching this. But for reals, we are looking at getting you that big 30,000 foot picture of, oh, printing money bad. It's good in the short term because I could buy a TV with that stimmy check. But in the long term for my kids or even a few years down the road, um, that TV is going to cost me a lot more. That's sort of that broad view. So this is what I expect. And I want to talk about this. <coughs> this kind of talk is going to continue to have what they call taper tantrums. Um, a lot of people want the dollar to have value, but the problem is, is they also want to have their free money, which is going to drop its value. And right now what's happening around the world. And again, I'm going to pull back this chart. Remember when I said the dollar is the, uh, the shiniest turd in the punch bowl, right? All currencies are dropping in value. The reason why you know this is because everything's getting more expensive and it's because of monetary policy. That's it. Now, true supply chains throw a bottleneck in it. And there are people that want their hot dogs and they want them now. And I'm going to pay an extra buck. I get it. <coughs> Sorry, I've got a cold, just a normal cold. If you think about it, that bottleneck, yes, that's there's greed involved, right? Like with toilet paper, I saw when they had the great toilet paper race of uh, 2020, I saw, you know, toilet paper going up it, literally one day. I saw it for $12 for a roll. That's highway robbery. It was, um, it was greed. But that's what it happens. I mean, it's a free market. If somebody wants to say, ask 12 bucks for the toilet paper roll and somebody just, you know, had some amazing uh, Mexican dinner and now I'm getting hungry. I want Mexican food because I love it. And they need that roll of toilet paper. They're going to go get it. And it's going to cost them 12 bucks, but they're going to pay for it. Right. And I get it. There's going to be a lot of comments about bow days in the uh, comment section and whatever floats your boat or wipes the tide. But if, look at it. If you think about it, this makes no sense. It makes no sense. Now, all the currencies are coming down like this, right? But now, now think about this. Jerome Powell's going, we need to strengthen our currency. Why? This is very interesting. There are other currencies as they're all falling. The dollar's falling. The dollar is actually falling faster than some currencies on a percentage basis, especially when you look at the rate of inflation. It goes without saying right now, because we just saw Europe. Now, again, the CPI numbers, I don't buy at all. Um, but I will tell you this. Um, and here, real quick, somebody gave me a super chat. I apologize, guys. I can't see the super chats because the way my my equipment set up right now. So I totally, oh, I can. I can use my cell phone. Never mind. I'll get to it in a sec. As these, uh, these currencies start falling, um, What's going to happen? There's going to be panic in our central government, our central banking system. See, uh, these CPI metrics, I call them a CPI or CPI. I didn't get that. Somebody else smarter than me did uh, because they've changed these metrics and how they uh, they look at inflation. Right. And what's happening is Europe's done the same thing. OK, no country's immune from this. They're all liars. And so as they're falling, and we see that uh, Europe's inflation rate just hit a record number of 5%. Are you kidding me? I don't believe that for one second. But 
I do believe the euro hasn't seen this kind of inflationary pressure since it came around in what year 2000, 2001. Problem is, is as they're falling, if one starts falling faster and gets equal, we got some problems. And I think that might be what's happening right now. And so I would love to hear your guys' comments on that. And again, <coughs> just a cold, just a cold. Um, I think it would be super uh, interesting to start seeing what are the rates of dropping, you know, because we have to take in not only the Forex numbers, the percentages of gain. Uh, Joe, if you're watching this, you're, you can help me on this. You're way smarter than I am. But we also need to look at the rate of inflation in those countries. And the sad thing is it's really hard, unless you're someone like John from Shadowstats, uh, to be able to tell what is the true numbers. So, again, I apologize for Calvin. <coughs> I don't blame anybody for this. Let's get to the um, uh, Super Chats. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, this is from Dumb, Dumb Money Media. It says, sorry I couldn't make it out to the Denver meetup. More silver means and economic dystopia videos being planned i'm getting more peeps from twitch to learn the ways silver to love you man you know what thank you so much because i think it's so important the uh the silver memes and all stuff we are in a revolution right now we have never seen in history so many people um jump into this oh man all right somebody's asking uh jose for the super chat thanks asking how was the colorado meetup it was awesome what did you miss i can't tell you I swore everybody to secrecy. I can't tell you. I'm sorry. You know, people flew from all over the country. It was awesome. We had about 120, 130 people show up. It was super cool. A lot of energy. Uh, really exciting to see all that. And and I, I just, I can't get over the the support from everybody from this community. Um, but yeah, I was really excited to meet people, shake people's hands. It was just so cool. Super cool. Um, but yeah, I wish I could answer that. But That'd be a lot longer video. Uh, but yeah, it was just it was just really neat to be able to talk to everybody. Um, I think, guys, I'm going to leave on that. I don't want to take your time up, but I want to show you that. I think that interview was super interesting about the China sending over their inflation. I think that's going to be, that might be the story here coming up. But I don't know. I mean, we're going to see. Also, we're going to have, uh, we got some new stuff from Sage uh, News about the trucking industry. We have a story that we may be actually breaking but we need some information from the community and it's about a massive trucking uh, conglomerate that used to pay or still does massive bonuses and they may be looking to cancel that, which will affect thousands of people and how much they make. And it actually hits home for my family too. So I got some proof there. So I'm looking to break that story. If you guys know what I mean, uh, watch that interview. It's coming out in the next two days and uh, Sage has got a special email for you guys to email to us. So I thank you guys so much. I really appreciate your time. With that being said, guys, the Economic Ninja is out. As I awkwardly look for the button now. <laughs>